And on the path of sexual liberation, there are some scary things because you're making changes. You're doing things that you've never done before. You're saying things that you may have held back for so, so long. And so being able to come back to the core of who you are, coming back to that center of, I'm safe. I'm safe to express myself. I feel that safety from within. I've got myself. I can trust myself. These are all the foundational pieces to being able to then step forward and move forward with that courage. This is episode number 535 with Alonza Lenka, Becoming a Sexually Liberated Woman. This is a topic that I think will have a great listenership because... Who doesn't want to be more sexually liberated? Well, I guess some people don't, but probably not my listeners. So we will get into this in just a few moments, but I just wanted to welcome you back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date. If you would like support on your journey to lasting love, I wrote a book. It's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. And it's filled with 30 chapters. Each one has a tip to help you step more fully into your core confidence. And it's available on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. This week's tip from the book is step number six, learn to receive graciously. And I think this ties in really well with sexual liberation because we often give, but don't receive. And as women, it's a good thing to say, thank you. I I just, you know, I grew up in a family where you, got a compliment and you said, oh, this old thing, (laughs) I got this at cheap. I got it really cheap on sale 10 years ago. What happened to thank you? What happened to receiving? So it's not just with clothing, but with everything, you know, just if somebody wants to give to you, learning to receive is such a beautiful thing. And especially as women, we are built, our bodies are built for receiving, and it's just an important part of who we are. So if you will take on the challenge to stop yourself from saying, no, I don't want you to give me this, I got it, no thank you, just say thank you, <laughs> learn to receive. And before I bring Alan on, I want to invite you to join my Facebook group if you're not already a member. We have about 3,700 women in this group, and it's highly, highly monitored, very unlike other groups out there for single women over 40. It is a place where you can't just go off the rails. You are there to learn and to grow and to go on your last first date. And we have people who are in relationships. We have people who got married once they've been in this relationship. It is a warm, safe place to really grow on your journey to lasting love. So join us at your last first date. And now for my guest. Alana is a self-expression and self and sexual empowerment coach. She specializes in helping people embody their most confident selves in life, relationships, and business. While she works with clients to cultivate a deeper sense of safety from within, she also focuses on helping them explore their edges to uncover and discover their true personal power. I love it. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. 
My pleasure. So I love this topic, like I said, and first I would love for you to tell a little bit about your story. How did you get into all this? Very, a very unlikely path. Um, if you would have asked me even just like eight years ago, <laughs> um, I was going into healthcare, into a nursing career, and I just started to notice that I wanted to help people on a broader scale, um, a more holistic scale, I guess you could say. And just to give a little bit of context around my, my own upbringing and my background and how this all relates is I grew up as an only child and I also grew up in a very, um, you know, conservative Christian home. And so with being an only child, I didn't learn very good communication skills communication was not something that happened in our household. Everything was um, hushed under the rug. Things weren't talked about, especially if they, you know, related to sex because I never got the birds and the bees talk. Um, my parents didn't really know how to communicate that to me. And so I kind of figured it out on my own. Um, but just with any conflict uh, in general, it just wasn't, it was either explosive, you know, explosive arguments and slamming of doors, or it was the silent treatment. And so that was how I, I was, you know, created in my, in my um, younger formative years, but I also, didn't really have the freedom in my life to explore. In general, I had parents who really cared for me and loved me, of course, but they also micromanaged and they, you know, wanted to make sure that I had the best life possible. But with that came a lot of that like constriction and micromanaging. So as I got older and as I, you know, went off to college and started in my own life, venturing off doing the things that for the first time ever that I felt like I wanted to do, um, it brought a lot of awareness and perspective into, you know, what is navigating a life of liberation in general. Um, and I started to really understand for myself that living a liberated life, freedom in general is a, is a huge core value of mine because I have experienced the opposite, right? And I think we have to experience the opposition of what we don't want to figure out what we really do want in our lives. Um, and so fast forward to just a few years ago, I, I entered into a romantic relationship with a man who completely rocked my world. Um, it was unlike any other relationship I'd ever been in. And he really allowed me to see the ways in which I was fearing intimacy. Because again, from being an only child, I didn't really have a lot of closeness with siblings, but I also didn't really have a lot of closeness with my parents or my family. 
And so I recognized the ways in which I had been afraid of intimacy. I had been afraid of feeling into my own sexual nature um, from religious stigmas and shame and the big no-nos, you know. Uh, So from there, I really just kind of like naturally found myself in this position where I am today of so many friends telling me that I should absolutely be a coach and mentor in this space because I have so much experience um, that I've cultivated from this path of liberation, from this path of self-expression and exploring sexually. So here we are now, (laughs) today. That's a great story. And it's, I think, familiar to a lot of people on many levels, growing up with a feeling of repression, growing up with constrictions, growing up in homes where feelings weren't really tended to, conflict was mismanaged. I think a lot of people can relate to many of the themes that you speak about. And you talk about freedom. I think when you have grown up suppressed, freedom is a huge value. And so this is wonderful that you found a way to take what you discovered for yourself and then share it with other people. Yeah. Let's go into your definition of sexually liberated. What is a sexually liberated woman? So a sexually liberated woman, in my eyes, in my perception, is a woman who just is able to express her needs, her desires, her boundaries without shame. She's able to incorporate all of the elements, incorporate all of the um, the shame from the past or guilt or insecurities and really alchemize those emotions into something that is empowered into really leaning into your personal power and expressing being able to just live your life according to what feels good to your gut and moving on from there. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of um, misconception around what being sexually liberated means. And you know, I know in my past, anytime I would hear those words, I'd be like, oh, sexually liberated. Oh, so she's just like, you know, loose and going off and being slutty, quote unquote, um, and just, you know, having no morale, no values. And I think that is really the thing that I strive to reframe because I do believe that that's a really harmful narrative especially on the path of empowerment for women, we have to stop coming from this place of um, the insecurity and projection of what, you know, sexually li- sexual liberation really means. And knowing for ourselves that when we step into that, it actually is the, of course, it's liberation. It's the most liberating feeling. It's the embodiment of, wow, this life can actually feel good. I can actually feel good to express myself and be able to say anything that 
is on my mind. It's such a beautiful, a beautiful um, embodiment to step into. Thank you for clarifying that because I do think a lot of people think it means she's what people would call a slut or somebody who just sleeps around. And I think so many of us walk around with so many sexual hangups and are very constricted sexually that the liberation to me is more about what you're talking about. Just really having that ability to be fully expressed in all ways. And sex is just one of those ways, right? Right. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. Plus, you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices, your smartphone, your tablet, your PC or Mac, Fire TV, and any Alexa-enabled devices like the Amazon Echo. Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. Just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. How can a woman become more sexually liberated? What are some of the steps she might be able to take? There are a few elements um, that all play a role. The number one being cultivating that felt sense of safety from within. And I think this is the this is the priority of the foundational piece of liberation, right? Because you have to ground your energy so that you can also be able to have the courage to do the scary things in life. And on the path of sexual liberation, there are some scary things because you're making changes, you're doing things that you've never done before. You're saying things that you may have held back for so, so long. And so being able to come back to the core of who you are, coming back to that center of, I'm safe. I'm safe to express myself. I feel that safety from within. I've got myself. I can trust myself. These are all the foundational pieces to being able to then step forward and move forward with that courage. Um, so I think that that's a huge piece. And then from there, I, I feel, again, going back to the communication, I think this is another big foundational piece of learning the communication skills, learning the, you know, if, we, if you've never learned how to communicate properly, if you've um, been raised in a family that didn't know how to communicate properly, chances are you're bringing some of that with you throughout your life because it's just patterns. So having the awareness to understand like, oh, okay, I say this or I get triggered and I do this whenever um, somebody else tells me that, right? It's all cause and effect. So having the awareness of I can shift this and say this in a way that conveys what I'm actually trying to say um, and also creates an environment where both parties feel safe to express themselves. Because oftentimes we're so worried about ourselves. We're thinking about ourselves in 
the conversation in the, the relationship and we're thinking about, you know, either, oh, like this is triggering me or this makes me feel uncomfortable or, or on the other hand, we're people pleasing, right? And so we're constantly editing our words so that we don't say something to offend somebody else or what have you. Um, but being able to come back to like, okay, it's not about me or him or me or them or whoever. It's, it's really about what are the fears underlying here and what is really going on. It's not about what that person said. It's about how I'm responding and how I'm perceiving it, right? So communication, another huge building block. And self-expression, really learning to explore yourself, learning to explore your own body and cultivating a deeper sense of intimacy with yourself first and foremost is going to help so much on your path to sexual liberation because we have to know ourselves. We have to know ourselves deeply in order to communicate what our desires are. And I think a huge part of having that fear of like, well, I don't even really know what I want is, is a part of this, right? Because we go so long just playing the role or we go along just being in, in um, autopilot in our lives that we haven't taken the time to actually address what is it that I do want? So the best way to figuring that out is spending a lot of time with yourself in worshiping your body and really taking the time to care for it and listening to your gut and listening to your sacral, all of those things. So I think those are the, the three foundational pieces to um, the path of sexual liberation. Those are really really important, um, especially the sense of safety first and knowing yourself in order to be able to know other people or express how you feel and express what you need and want because so many people expect other people to guess what they need and want or to somehow know what they need when you don't even know what you need. And you know, just doing this self-exploration is just crucial. So we talked before about freedom and freedom was really important to you. And freedom is important element of being in a healthy relationship as well. Like you don't want to be so enmeshed that you lose yourself. How do you maintain freedom while you're in a relationship? I feel in a relationship, there's the you, me, and we component. And when we enter into a relationship, and I'm speaking broadly, of course, but oftentimes we enter into this new, beautiful, blossoming relationship, and it's so exciting, and it's like that honeymoon phase, and all you want to do is spend time with them, and it's really easy in those in that beginning period to, to become very enmeshed. Um, not only because you just simply want to, and you're like, oh, this is great. I love this. Like, I'm so happy. But also 
there's this element of wanting to be accepted by them. And so you kind of like, as you guys are getting to know each other, it's like kind of putting yourself in sort of a box to accommodate for them so that they'll accept you and they'll like you and want to continue dating you. And I think it's really important to have the awareness of when this is happening for yourself in relationship, whether you have been, you know, I I don't know if many of your listeners are, have been in long-term relationships, maybe some have, but having the awareness of when you have been giving away your own power to accommodate for the relationship is really not benefiting anyone, right? Because you and your power would amplify is, is the amplification for the beauty of that relationship, your authenticity. If you do notice yourself getting really enmeshed in relationship, taking a step back to come back into your own energy and understanding, okay, there's still the me. I'm still an individual in this life and I still have my own path, right? My own individual path. Now, they also, in in the relationship, they also have their own path. They have their own life. They have their own, you know, however many years of life experience under their belt. Having that dynamic and understanding, like, I need to have my own, um, I still need to cultivate my own hobbies, my own you know, gifts, my, my own desires is truly so important for having a healthy, healthy relationship dynamic and maintaining that sense of freedom too. Um, but also freedom can also come in the we part of the relationship just as much. So it's not just about maintaining your sense of independence, but having that deep devotion and also having that level of deep communication with them is really where so much freedom lies. Because again, when you feel like you can express yourself genuinely and authentically in every little nook and cranny of the relationship, you do feel that freedom. Yeah. Maintaining your own personal life while being interdependent in a relationship is so key. And uh, it is so easy to lose yourself. I have been there. I totally get it. And it's so much healthier when you can both maintain your own sense of self, because otherwise you lose who you are and you're you're no longer creating intimacy. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you have any client stories to share where someone had a transformation through some type of sexual liberation from, you know, maybe being very shut down and having maybe a similar story to you. Yeah. Um, One just popped in my head right away. So I had a client who um, grew up in the Mormon church and she, you know, got married, had kids and you know, five to seven years down the road, she started to recognize that she didn't feel good. She didn't feel like herself, but she didn't really know what herself 
really is. Um, and so she came to work with me because she wanted to work on her own sexual empowerment and sex and self-expression. And so in working together, she recognized, and now she had left the, the church several years ago, but her husband was still a part of the church. And so there was also that little bit of um, contention there of like, okay, how do we raise our children and how do we honor our own beliefs um, while still being together? And she had recognized throughout our time working together that she really wasn't even attracted to her husband because she was deeply suppressing the fact that she was a lesbian. And so through that, it just was like a phoenix coming through the ashes of just a full rebirth of really who she is and how she identifies and shedding the intense shame and the intense um, conditioning that she went through and really navigating her new relationship with her husband and what that looks like because they both recognize that they still want to be in each other's lives. They still love each other, um, just not in a romantic way. And so, yeah, she went through a pretty extreme transformation, really just from like one end to the other mm. and has come out feeling so liberated and so happy and free just from being able to now she has a girlfriend and she's like I just feel more excited than I ever have in my whole life I feel it just feels right it feels like this is where I've needed to be my whole life and with that that's not to say that there aren't hardships along the way it is a very challenging path to unearth and to heal and to um, change your identity in multiple ways. And, and yet it's so worth it because th at that point you realize you're at a crossroads. You're either going to continue staying down the same path and that's going to be really uncomfortable and challenging in its own way, or you're going to walk the path of authenticity and self-expression and liberation. And, and that's also challenging, but it's just so worth it. So worth it. Yes, it is so worth it. Oh, that's a great story because it's not simple, especially Mormons grow up with a lot of belief systems that are very hard to go away from. And for her to have the courage to do what she did. I mean, to, to disrupt the family system, to go against her internal structure of how she was raised and all the shame that's involved. So these things are not simple. I mean, when you start to really reclaim who you are, you're definitely going to ruffle feathers. You're going to hurt other people unintentionally, but people don't always like the you that you become. And the fact that you have rejected some of your upbringing can be very hurtful to people who brought you up. And I mean, I've had with my own children, 
um, I had raised them to be religious, Orthodox Jewish, and it was a system that worked for me within the way that I made it work. And when my son went away to school, to college, he, he went away for a gap year to Israel. And he called me as soon as he got there and said, I don't believe in God. And I think Judaism is a cult. And so I was open because I had my own exploration. I mean, I was exploring in my twenties and I, you know, there was a part of me that believed what he believed. And so we had some great discussions. He came home, he left the, the program and he started his own personal journey of exploration. And it started with a lot of anger. You know, I'm angry mm -hmm. at you. You shouldn't have brought me up this way. You were brainwashing me. And we maintained a respectful level of conversation. Anytime it got disrespectful, I walked away. But I said, you know, I'm here to talk about this. But don't tell me that I was a terrible person because that's not going to elevate this conversation. But we are in a great place now. I'm pretty similar to how he practices because the truth was that this was something that I had grappled with, but the values of, of the Jewish community had really spoken to me. And so, you know, our children can come to us with differences. I want to pierce this. I want to have a tattoo. I want to explore sexually. I want to travel someplace. I want to drop out of school. You got to be able to stay connected to your kids and not judge, you know, the mm. way we judge everybody. And if, if we can be open to exploration, both in ourselves and others, it would be a better place, this world. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say to add to that, the more that we allow ourselves to explore and, and be free in that way, then we naturally have more of an open heart an understanding and compassion for other people who are just doing the same. Mm -hmm. It's really true. I mean, so much of the work I do as a, as a dating and relationship coach is helping women be less judgmental, you know, and to be more open and, and to really interrogate, like, what are your biases? Why are you writing this person off so quickly? What is it based on? Is there anything to support what you're saying, or is that something old that you're bringing to relationships today that you might want to look at? And so the more open we can be, the less biased we can be, even though there's so many unconscious biases, the better our romantic relationships are, the better our friendships are, all relationships. Yeah. Ilan, what are your final words of advice for anyone who wants to go on their last first date? last first date I would say that so this this comes from personal experience and I think it's worked great because <laughs> this is uh so far my that was my first last date <laughs> um when we went on our first date I opened the invitation for both parties to really just start from the beginning in full expression in just kind of putting it out on the table and being like, Hey, this is just who I am. This is all of me. This is the rainbow. 
of the experience. And like, if we don't work, that's totally okay. But at least we didn't, you know, go years and years without just putting it all on the table. Um, So my advice would be to do the same, to just put that invitation out of like, hey, I really want to, I, I, (laughs) whatever your intention is to to, to express your intention, first of all, Um, but to allow yourself to come from a place of like not hiding and not holding secrets and um, really saying what you mean, because the second that we do try to edit ourselves in whatever way, that is putting ourselves in a box. And that only in my experience and in my clients' lives and in just what I feel, it's it's a dead end. It's always going to come to a point where you feel resentful, where you feel like you can't be yourself. Um, so yeah, just really putting it out there and going in, being fully yourself. Transparency is the way to go. I agree. So many people don't know each other six months, a year down the road because they've been afraid to have these conversations. So I could not agree more. Alon, can you tell our audience where they can find you? Give us one link. And I know you have a free gift. So if you could tell us a little bit about that too. Sure. Yeah. So um, I have my Instagram which is uh, alan.zelenka, which I'm sure will be also in the show notes. And I also have a TikTok with that same username, alan.zelenka. I also have a website, uh, alanzelenka.com. And the the free masterclass I'd love to share with with your audience that is a masterclass all on sexual empowerment and how that leads the path of self-expression. So we kind of dive in even a little deeper on all of what we just talked about today, really. Awesome. And that link will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of this important information about how to be more sexually liberated, how to be more self-expressed, how to be more true to yourself in all ways. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And thanks everybody for listening. If you love our show, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show, share it with your friends. And as always, here's to your last first date. If you are ready to get unstuck, gain new tools, become more empowered, and finally find your last first date, I'd love to talk to you. Fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half-hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. I look forward to talking to you soon.